Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. Game Time Decisions is live right here on SportsGrid for a massive Friday night, arguably our biggest yet here on Game Time Decisions across the Sports Grid Network. We are live. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. We have the Pac-12 Championship tonight. Likely odds suggesting a spot in the college football playoff is on the line. First time in a long time we would see the Pac-12 get back in the fold for the CFP and we have two hours to run through. Of course, Joe Lisi will stop by throughout these two hours. We're going to get Coach James Young in the mix throughout these two hours as well. We've got a big time NBA board and college basketball tonight. One of the early games of the year. Kansas and UConn so, so much for us to go through. Let's open up your four main items because as always, we try and take a look back about what happened yesterday and Thursday night football delivered finally a primetime shootout Dallas and Seattle 41-35 a soaring over that sent everyone to the window parlays cashing left and right that right there the 299 maybe the only losing leg if somebody took Dak for 300 plus CeeDee Lamb with a big game Metcalf caught Three touchdowns, Lockett yardage all good. Zach Charbonnet yardage all good. Pollard gets into the end zone. It was a big night for everyone, but it was also a specifically big night for Dak Prescott and market movement that came along from this Thursday nighter because we said it was going to be an important one in the NFC. The Eagles are the favorites slightly of course they play the Niners this week a game that will have massive ramifications right here let's get our radio audience in the mix as well live with you across the sports grid network including Sirius XM channel 159 I'm your host Kevin Walsh on game time decisions Niners would win they're gonna probably jump the Eagles even though they would not at the time of a victory be with the number one seed. Eagles are going to be a dog the following game that they play against the Cowboys. Cowboys needed that win to make sure that they can keep pace with the Philadelphia Eagles. They become Niners fans now. I would think the Cowboys for that Sunday matchup up here. Seattle, look at this drop-off. Down to 34-1 to to winning the NFC. The Seahawks spot in this conference in terms of the actual playoff seeding Far from a certainty, Seattle's next game, the Niners on the road, followed by the Eagles, a impossible four-game stretch. We mentioned the big game for Dak. We've talked about him in the MVP race. We saw it reflected after another huge performance by Prescott. Second option to win league MVP plus 380. The Hurts number came back a bit, but it was more so Mahomes and Lamar falling from what I could tell here and Dak taking up a bigger share of the market. The Cowboys are going to be favored in that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it possible that the Hurts performance against the Niners doesn't even matter in this race, and we're going to get a new favorite when we get Cowboys-Eagles now in two weeks' time. That's kind of what the market is suggesting. Mahomes is going to play on prime time this week, though, Sunday Night Football against Green Bay, so keep that in mind, how that could impact things. Also, Brock Purdy. Look, no bits, no gimmicks. We know we did the MVP, uh, the MVP Purdy thing at the early season, but... 
if this NFC, if the top of the NFC is going to dictate the conversation around this award so much, does Purdy get back into the fold? Something to consider with that game on Sunday. Let's open this back up and start to talk a little bit about the game of the night. Of course, the college football world presents to us the Pac-12 championship here. Uh, let's go to the college football game, fellas, because Oregon and Washington are playing a monster one. Every single projection says that this is winning in. For Washington, we know that's the case. The problem is they're near three to one money line dog. The Ducks are a nine and a half point favorite. That number, by the way, looking solid everywhere. We could see some tens appear before that 8 p.m. Eastern kick. Total here, 65 and a half. Oregon with one loss would be the question mark of the two. Again, every single people think not only with a win does Oregon get in, they think that they can jump an unbeaten Florida State team. But what happens with Texas? What happens with Alabama? Are style points necessary for the Ducks tonight? If the chance is there, I think they'll take them. Not only for the CFP implications, but the Heisman Trophy implications. If we take a look now, the Bo Nix number continues to climb, minus 200, and that number even more, gaining on the move. The fascinating thing, and I'm going to ask, we're going to talk to both Joe Lisi as well as Mike Carver here on the show tonight. Is Penix with an upset victory going to win the Heisman Trophy? Because if yes, well, why are we betting plus 280 money line? Let's get 16 to 1 in the fold there. If you're holding Bo Nix tickets at any number, are you hedging on Penix? The books seem to still believe that it's Nix or Daniels. And even a Penix upset victory wouldn't matter as much. I disagree, but you already knew that. I, I don't believe LSU's standout quarterback belongs in this race the books right now see it differently there is a lot of money out there on Jaden Daniels and I'm sure that is dictating some of the conversation let's go college basketball now here because the college board gets us an awesome game college basketball early season has done a tremendous job giving us marquee matchups it is easy to get lost in the fold with the college game or November December but we had a great tournament out in Maui we had the Champions Classic early and now we get Kansas UConn here two of the top 10 teams in all of college basketball two of the top 10 teams when we talk about winning the, the national championship outright market here Jayhawks a favorite in Lawrence of three and a half that number moving their direction here here UConn has won and covered over 20 consecutive non-conference games that dates back to last year's tournament championship run where they covered every single one of those games that'll be something to keep your eye on there I think we have the national championship odds we'll just flash those up uh, or we'll go right to the NBA slate that's no problem there so six game NBA board tonight Denver Phoenix is a big one no Devin Booker maybe Jamal Murray comes back so we'll see how that plays out here Philly Boston we just got an update that Tyree Maxi now feeling under the weather could be questionable that could move some stuff around no Luka Doncic tonight just became a father so Luka's out Kyrie numbers rocket shipping up as well and Victor Webanyama misses the first game of his young career so New Orleans is laying a huge number against the San Antonio Spurs all stuff will break down with coach James Young let's get a quick pick on the board we got a 630 start here in a Big East Big 12 battle with Houston and Xavier and we're going to the props market on Cougars Jawan Roberts over 18 and a half points rebounds and assists this number was actually 19 and a half and I was gonna bet it and then it dropped down to 18 and a half fine by me this is a misprice here first of all Roberts on the year is averaging over 21 points rebounds and assists when you remove the Stetson game where he only played eight minutes and was an early exit relevant competition here we talk about Utah we talk about Dayton flies through this number the only fast team this team played was AM Corpus Christi Xavier qualifies as an up-tempo group Roberts flew past that number against that AM Corpus Christi team he has a big game tonight here for Houston in a step-up spot against Xavier we got a full car to go to I think it's double digits on a Friday night next right here it's game time decisions SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Game time decisions live on a Friday night. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. We've got a full card to go through. I already know I'm going to have to speed through some of this stuff here, but we got to give Oregon-Washington the time it deserves. I have two bets in this game. We'll see what else pops. We'll see if anybody can sell me on something. But just to give people an idea, we're dealing with a a 9.5-point spread and a total that has actually dropped from when these teams met in Washington earlier, mid-October. This number, 65.5. It was 67 and a half. Oregon has added about 10 points to their power rating from the books for this number to, see, to be where it is now. And you could potentially say maybe Oregon has added six or seven and Washington has lost three or four points from the power rating of when these teams met earlier. And that's reasonable. The Ducks are red hot, look like absolutely one of the very best teams in all of college football. Some believe the best team. Washington has been limping a little bit. I mean, their biggest margin of victory since that win over Oregon, just 10 points, that was at USC. Everything else, a lot of one-possession games, especially their three most recent games with Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, all being far more narrow football games than what you would expect from a team that is booked right now, or I should say uh, spotted right now as third by the committee. The line is there for a reason. One of the reasons some people tend to think is maybe Penix is a little banged up, I don't know if he is. And I'm not banking on that for my wagers, but it could help one of my bets if it's true, which is Penix under 22 and a half completions. He's gone under this number in six out of nine games. Oregon has held teams under this number seven out of nine. And I say teams, Arizona State got there as a whole, But the starting quarterback in that game did not get through the number. The only pure single player over they gave up was Cam Ward because Washington State is outrageous and he threw the football 48 times in the game. I think you could see more running here from Washington than we typically expect. Oregon is better against the air than they are the ground. So some more Dylan Johnson reps, his number tonight, 79 and a half, not a bad look towards the over, more running, eliminate some of those plays. And then you factor in Penix in his last three games of football here, completing only 53% of his passes. I mean, he would have to throw the football well north of 40 times at that rate to get through this 22 and a half completion number. His attempts prop tonight, 35 and a half, 36 and a half. He only completed 59% of his passes against Oregon in that first meeting. So I'm going to go under the completions for Michael Penix. Bank on this being a good enough game from the Oregon defense, but more so rush attack chunk plays. Penix is going to have to hit deep ones against this Oregon team comparable to what he did in that first meeting. But speaking of him hitting deep ones, love the over in this game. Total miss by the books to drop this, in my opinion, from 65 and a half. You go back to when they played on October 14th, college football today. My best bet that week was Oregon-Washington over the 67 and a half. And it was a narrow over, that game finishing 36-33. It should have been a rocket ship easiest bet of the season over the total. Why wasn't it? Because Oregon had a trip inside the three-yard line that went scoreless, then another inside the 10-yard line that went scoreless, 
and missed a field goal that would have tied this game at 36 all, 70, 72, 72, and put it into overtime. And oh, by the way, Washington got a ball on the one-yard line of the Ducks and didn't put a touchdown in. Two of the best offenses in all of college football got three drives inside the opponent's 10-yard line and combined for zero points on them. This game still went over the total. Even if you think this Oregon defense is, is continuing to get better, and that's fair, and this Washington defense is continuing to be worse, and that's fair. Washington, over this three-game sample size of struggle that people are focusing in on, still averaging 27 points per game. Oregon, if it is there, they will run it up. They'll score 45 tonight. They'll score 50 if it's there. I was thinking about playing the, the Huskies team total. I don't want to leave Oregon out of the mix here. Thought about playing the Ducks team total. I'm not leaving Washington on a low number out of here. This total should have jumped from their first meeting, not gone the other direction, mispriced by the book. We're playing over 65 and a half in the Pac-12 championship game. It is not the only college football game that is on tonight. Liberty, New Mexico State, 10 and a half point line in favor of the unbeaten Flames. Total in this football game, 57 and a half, 58. Depends where you look. I... I lean over, don't love the game, not playing the game there. Caden Salter, though, better Heisman candidate than Jaden Daniels. Everybody knows it. Let's talk college basketball. Kansas, UConn, absolutely delicious. Cannot wait for this game here. UConn has been so dominant out of conference. And Kansas, preseason co-favorite to win the national championship with Duke, who's dropped, and Purdue, who's held steady. Purdue's in action. We're going to get to that game in a minute. Kansas... Well, all of a sudden now, some question marks are rising, right? Out in Maui, they lose to Marquette by 14. Yeah, they beat Tennessee. Guess what? That Tennessee team stinks, right? North Carolina paced them the other night. That Tennessee group is, relatively speaking, they're not a national championship contender. Kansas does have that five-point victory over Kentucky, but let's not forget, that was a blown lead by a young Wildcats team. UK at one point up by as many as 14 in that basketball game. So... Kansas has something to prove here tonight, and it's why this, this number is continuing to climb. People trusting the Jayhawks at home. I'm going to focus in on the UConn team total. That number is 73 and a half. They've scored 77 plus in every single game this year. I know the expectations, obviously, or the opposing defenses don't qualify in the same way that Kansas does. Kansas right now, top five on the defensive efficiency side via Ken Palm. The best team that UConn has faced was Texas, who's 43 right now. But they scored 81 in that game, which is at least five points clear of what their team total was against the Longhorns. We saw Kentucky last through their team total when they played Kansas, and Kentucky's offense is graded out very similarly right now in terms of efficiency metrics alongside UConn there, Marquette narrow under, but Matt, in terms of a team total, but Maui was an underfest. We all know it. So this to me is a great spot here to back the UConn team total over 73 and a half, as well as their big man Donovan Klingon over the rebound prop of seven and a half. So Klingon has only played 30 minutes once this year, it was against Indiana, and he had nine rebounds. But that was the biggest game that they had played, other than the Texas game. The problem was the Texas game was a back-to-back. Klingon is not, we were on Klingon unders in that game. Klingon in a back-to-back set a disadvantage. Here tonight, he should be getting top minutes. If you look at his rebound per minute numbers, he's going to need 26 minutes tonight to get over seven and a half rebounds. But that's at a UConn tempo that's much slower. Kansas likes to run it a little bit more here. Could open up, and even if we sacrifice some minutes for Klingon because of the fast tempo, it gives us more possessions. I like Klingon over the seven and a half rebounds. My favorite bet in this game is Hunter Dickinson over a half-made three. This is minus 130. Dickinson's first time missing this was last game against Eastern Illinois when he only took one. But Hunter Dickinson has familiarity playing against a guy like Klingon from his Big Ten battles against Purdue. Every single time he played against Zach Eady, he had multiple three-point shots in that game. Pull out. When you get it, you go up against a guy who's 7'2", 7'3", 7'4", pull him out to the perimeter. That's what Dickinson does tonight. He's plus 400 to hit multiple threes in this game. Keep your eyes on that. We talked about the Juwan Roberts bet. That's coming up. The other college item tonight, Zach Eady, over 20.5 points against Northwestern. Mispriced here. 
Edie has played 25 plus minutes four times this year. He scored at least 23 in every game, averaging 26 points per game. He averaged over 32 minutes per game last year in conference play. This is a conference opponent that he scored 24 against last year. Light number at 20 and a half. That number is 22 and a half at other shops. Uh, quickly, I'll run through your NBA. We'll, we'll reset this a little bit later. Don't worry. Pell Spurs over the 237. No Wemby. He is their best defender by far. And this defense is still absolutely atrocious. Under points, rebounds, and assists, Kyrie Irving, 45 and a half. Missed this in three out of four without Luka last year as a Maverick. 12 and two to the under this year on that number straight. Let's get that number under. We bring in Mike Carver next right here on a Friday night game time decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on Sports Grid, it's game time decisions. And joining us now for the first time, uh, at least with me controlling this shit, Mike Carver. Uh, you can catch him every single day on Coast to Coast as well as Late Night Carver and Lisi. Uh, Carver, appreciate you making some time for us here on a Friday. K-Dub, it's about time. I mean, you know, you've been in the control chair for a couple of months now. It's late, and now, sure enough, uh, we finally get it going. Perfect weekend to do it, too. We got a lot of college football. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I had to I had to make sure it was a slate worthy of your presence, and oh. I think we found one here. Uh, let's start with the Pac-12 championship. Washington getting nine and a half in this game from the Ducks. I mean, there's a lot of people that are fully convinced Oregon is the best team in college football, and it looks like the odds makers kind of agree. What do you make of this game here tonight? Yeah, I don't think that they're the best team in college football. I, I think that they are getting overrated a little bit. I think this line yeah. is actually kind of stupid uh, tonight, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I mean, really, like, I, I don't think that they should be nine and a half or ten point favorites if the game was in Eugene. I would, I would look mm. at the line weird just because of where these two teams are. And I get it. Uh, it's tough to beat the team twice. And Washington hasn't looked good since that Oregon game way back on October the 14th. Oregon has smashed everybody since then. Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. All right, that's all fine and good. But sometimes playing in all those tight games matters uh, for a team when you get to this point, and the other team has been smashing everybody for two months. Uh, and that makes a difference. And They always play tight games. There's no blowouts mm-hmm. between these two. Now you're going to tell me on a neutral field in Vegas that Oregon is just going to absolutely blow them out of the water? I don't see it, Kev. Now, could Oregon win the game? Of course, Oregon can win the game. In fact, I think Oregon is a little bit better than Washington at this point. But 10 points better than them? That's tough for me to take. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because if this line was seven, I think you'd get a lot of people being like, oh, man, I'd probably just rather take the touchdown. The fact that we're – there were tens apparently out there this morning. I mean – it shows that you know, I'm sure where all, all the money is. I think the thing is, unless you think Washington is dead on arrival, 
I mean, the back door is likely open in this game all game long, which is fascinating. Before we get off this game, let me ask you this year, the Heisman Trophy. With a win, I don't see any world it's not Nix's. The thing that I'm confused by is if Washington pulls off the upset, does Penix win the award or they go into Jaden Daniels or could Nick still win it? Well, I guess that depends of the thousands and thousands of Heisman voters that we have across this great land. What do they value more? In the last 20 years, they value that you have to be in the college football playoff, that you have to be one of the best teams in the country, that you have to go undefeated, that you have to be in the top five. So if all those things are what's most important in the minds of the voters, a Michael Penix win tonight, and especially in really good fashion with, say, 350, four tutties, maybe he runs one in as well. Sure, yeah. I think that that could shoot him back into the top spot. I'm of the thinking, though, that this award should go back to the way it used to be, and that is the best player in college football is the one who deserves this award. And in my eyes, Kev, that's Jaden Daniels. And, and, and my thinking is, if Penix outplays Knicks tonight, it should be Jaden Daniels that wins the Heisman. But he's not playing this weekend, and suddenly that's more important than actually who's the best player. So that that is kind of the thing that I've, uh, you know, I've been battling with Alicia on this for a while now. And when the playoff got introduced, that mattered. Mm -hmm. And Jaden, I understand the LSU defense is terrible, but that terrible defense also afforded him opportunities to throw for yardage and touchdowns in fourth quarters of games where other quarterbacks had been already resting for a full quarter. You know, Bo Nix threw, what was it, six touchdowns in the first half against yeah. Arizona State? He could Do people want him to throw 10? Because that's what Jaden Daniels was doing against the Sun Belt team, and I'm supposed to value that. I don't value that. I don't value it one bit, but I don't – again, it doesn't matter what I value. It's what the voters value, and I feel completely lost. I have a piece of Knicks. I'd rather hedge it on Penix, but I don't want to waste my damn money if they're going to give it to the kid from Baton Rouge. I wouldn't waste your money. Uh, I, I think that there's people out there that if Penix beats him tonight are going to give it to Jaden Daniels. I, I, I think yeah. that Penix has to be above and beyond tonight. An mm -hmm. all-world performance. Yeah. Washington wins a 33-30 game where, yes, he's good, but Knicks is good also. I don't think that that's going to be enough to tip the scales. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, if we put our eyes on the weekend, you know, we talk about teams that are, are maybe being a little hard done by the committee. And Texas comes to mind a little bit where they feel like, uh, listen, and I know this is always a tricky slope, right? But they just played Texas Tech, beat them by 50, right? Yeah. Oregon got a lot of credit for beating that team early year by a narrow one-score margin. So the idea for a lot of people is Texas is going to have to beat Oklahoma State by three touchdowns, which is why this is a 14-and-a-half-point spread here on Saturday. That's why it's that spread. Um, I like Oklahoma Oklahoma State with the points here, Kev. I think that Ollie Gordon's going to be able to keep them in this game. I like the over more than anything else, uh, really. Okay. I think that Texas is going to win this thing, but there's two scenarios for me here. Texas completely destroys them like everybody feels that they need to do, which is going to get me over this 54-and-a-half, 55-and-a-half mm -hmm. it's gone to in some shops, or – this game is close, and if it is close, I think it's high-scoring type of close where both teams get into the high 20s, low 30s, and Ollie Gordon is able to have himself a big game. So I like his props for tomorrow despite the good Texas run defense. I'm of the thinking, Kev, that Texas, if they win this game, they're the one team that needs a little bit of extra help. I don't think that they right. necessarily have to destroy Oklahoma State in this game. I think that their resume stands on itself even with – a seven-point win over the Cowboys, who are a pretty good team. I think that they need yeah. the proper dominoes to fall, which is, as we know, they need Georgia to beat Alabama. They need Florida State to lose to Louisville. And if those things happen, I think that their resume is strong enough either way. Yeah, I, I think that – so the Florida State angle of this is obviously very, very complex. But I think the Bama one is, is more interesting, where I know they beat Bama – but when the final entry to the committee is, hey, we just beat the back-to-back -back defending champs, I think the Crimson Tide slightly kind of edge out. Hey, this is more impressive. Yep. The one thing I think Texas has going for them, and again, so the thing, it's everyone's like, hey, they're going to win by 35 because they have to. Kind of got to get in that position. Since they won by 50 last week, 
if they get to go back to back, you know, a 50-point win and then a 24-point win like that, I think that would actually be pretty great for them. Let me get in this Iowa-Michigan game here because one of my – so my two big problems this year in college football have been the Jaden Daniels case and every single thing related to the stupid, awful, overrated Big Ten. Yep. And no, no better example than this championship game here. I'm supposed to respect Iowa. The books don't respect them. Their first half team totals half a point. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I've never seen that before. I know a lot of us have said that this week to see a team with a yeah. half, not in some random October game against the Sunbelt team. This is the Big Ten championship game, and we're booking a team with a half for a team total uh, in the first half. It's sick, Kevin. It's sick. It's so sick that I have to take it nope. because they have to get a field goal at some point for me. <laughs> at some point in this game, yeah. I think that Michigan absolutely cleans them out in this game. I think that Michigan gets the total by themselves. I think that Harbaugh yeah. back on the sideline will leave absolutely no doubt. They did it at Iowa a couple of years ago. I, I just expect it again. This has 38 to 3, 45 to 3, 7, whatever you want to do, uh, written all over it here for the Wolverines. You know, it, it does. Can I just say, so this is perfect that you're here for this because you're also a Notre Dame guy. Yep. The notion around Notre Dame for people who are respectfully clueless on the subject is they don't belong in the playoff, they get blown out. Stupidity. Despite always keeping their semifinal game closer than the national championship yep. game. Michigan got in two years ago, never, never looked competitive against Georgia, and last year's loss to TCU, considering what happened in the final, might be the most embarrassing thing that happened. I know that nobody's going to listen to me when I say Michigan doesn't belong in the playoff, but they better show the hell up in this playoff this year, Carver. I agree with you. It's put up or shut up time because you're right. These two performances the last two years, they have not been that impressive, not impressive whatsoever. They got their doors blown off by Georgia, and it was embarrassing against yeah. TCU. I'm with you that the Big Ten is so overrated, uh, especially Thank with the yes. Western side that they have over there. And even with Ohio State and Michigan, I, I am the biggest Penn State. I love go knocking Penn State down. They are as useless <laughs> as they They are not a big-time college football team. They're not. Uh, I don't care. No. They can't beat the other two teams that stand in front of them every – they never beat them, Kev, ever. So I'm tired Ever. of the Big Ten. They need the infusion next year with UCLA and USC and Oregon and Washington. They need those teams in because most of them all suck. That's probably kind of what it comes down to. Michigan needs to show up, and I hate the Notre Dame slander as well. Well, by the way, all Big Ten people better be nice to, to Notre Dame because that's the only thing this conference has accomplished this year. Yeah. Outside of head-to-head -head victories was Ohio State's win at Notre Dame. And by the way, for a down ACC, which it is, Louisville beat the heck out of us, and Clemson ha handled, ha handled us as well. It's crazy. Quickly, with 30 seconds left, Carver, UNLV's the side on Saturday. Let's go, baby. All year long for Odom's team. Let's get it done. They're at home. They got this Boise State team, which fired Avalos. I know the kids like the interim coach. I don't care. Yeah. At Allegiant, UNLV's going to win. You see the rest of them there, the over in the Iowa game, the over in the Oklahoma State game, and the team total for the Huskies tonight, Kev. I can get this in a variety of different ways. They can get blown out, and I yes, feel like can. I can get over 27 and a half. So let's go with that. Yeah, love the love the look there, Carver. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to do this again. There won't be as big of a gap, uh, I promise, until the next one. Again, make sure you catch Carver I Monday through Friday on Coast to Coast, as well as Carver and Lisi late night right here on the grid. Coach James Young is up next. We go through the hoop slate on a Friday night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live on SportsGrid, it's game time decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh. It's Coach James Young back in action with you here for a full night of NBA action. Houston and Xavier is underway. I know you thought the Cougs could be uh, more than frisky in that game. We'll keep tabs on it. But, uh, J.Y., we've got a nice little six-pack here on the NBA. And whenever you get Boston and Philadelphia, that's going to be the one that catches a lot of eyes tonight. Tyrese Maxey now questionable. They said he was under the weather. We'll see how uh, that ultimately grades out. But a six-and-a-half-point line at last look for the, the Celtics here. Total 224-and-a-half. What do you see in this game? Yeah, it looks like that both uh, they're going to see Maxey warm up. So he's yeah. going to warm up. So we'll see, which obviously annoys you know what out of me. But for me, this is going to be hard figuring out with Maxey. So I'm going to go with Jalen Brown over eight-and-a-half rebounds plus assists. He's gone over in five of the last six games. Three out of seven versus uh, versus Sixers, but three of them by the hook, right? You figure no Porzingis tonight, gang rebounding. Sure. Everybody's got to get involved in the mix. So I do like Jalen Brown to go over eight and a half rebounds plus assists, but shop around. Some books have it at seven and a half, just more minus money. One of the interesting things with this Philly team to me is just how few road games they've played earlier. They had that massive stretch of home basketball and how they're going to play in Boston. Celtics first game since the in-season tournament game and just to pause there for a minute but you and I obviously talked on uh, Tuesday right the finale of the in-season tournament and they were the most interesting team to me how much would they go for it they went for it even more than I expected starters staying in late okay fine mm -hmm. Hack a Drummond oh, up 20 plus. Oh. I loved it. Love it. Missoula apologized. That's kind of just being nice. I don't think he's sorry one bit. But ultimately, there were some people who were upset about it. Like Drew Holiday was negative on it. While Devin Booker was like, I don't understand what people are nuts about. I wish we did this always played until the final whistle here when we're talking about the NBA. What did you make of the finale of the in-season tournament night? I thought it was fantastic. And, and what was interesting is, you know, we talked about it, how the European soccer starting all the games at the last, you know, at the same time. Yeah. But you saw it different situations. For instance, in New York. You know, Tips played his starters to the last minute 30. You know, sure. and he's watching it. And then you looked at a team uh, like Cleveland, who was trying to catch New York. Yeah. Quinn Snyder pulls his starters four minutes left to go. And J.B. Pickersaf played his guys all the way through until he knew he couldn't catch New York. I loved it. I loved it. it, it, it listen, if the NBA wanted to get more juice in November for basketball— Mission accomplished. Now, could you say next year, well, the maximum is, you know, kind of the use of times in AU, you can win by 50, max you get is plus 45. I don't want that. No, These I are agree. professionals. Yes. They got to play. I loved it. And, um, I, and here's the big thing don't change anything. Like, no. Keep it all the same. Look, the, the reality is. It's the Bulls' fault for being such a train wreck oh, that the Celtics are like, man, we need to win by 2030. Okay. Like, we're going to just win by 23. And, and to your point, you know, there were some people like, I don't know why we're doing this in November, December. No, that's exactly why they did it in November, December. Because people, by the time we get to February and, and January, you know, people are locked in on the association. Mm -hmm. There's people out there, slanderous, who say that the NBA starts on Christmas. Well, they're trying to get your attention before Christmas. And again, I, I would say they accomplished their mission. Let's push this uh, forward here. Stick in the Eastern Conference tonight. We take a look at a big number that Orlando's laying to Washington. Half of the reason this number like this is because Orlando's been way better than preseason expectations. The other reason is because this team is atrocious in Washington. They're absolutely atrocious. But they're playing a little bit better in spots. I'm scared of this. Okay. So I went right to Paulo Bancaro. Why? It's at 21 and a half. I know he gets 19 and a half points a game, and he missed the last game with his worst shooting performance of the season. But before that, hit five. Uh, yeah. Those five before that. I think there's a big bounce back spot. Plus, remember, he was injured, so he, did, he came out at the third quarter. And if I'm Washington, who plays no defense anyway, I'm looking at Wagner, who went absolutely nuclear with 30-plus points. 
I think Paulo gets free. Kuzma tries to score over 21 and a half points. It, it makes a lot of sense. I'll say, firstly, with Orlando, they are now in the position, right? Expectations are going to change a little bit. Go make the playoffs, right? At minimum, you want to make sure that you're in that play-in tournament there. Get Bancaro and Franz. That type of experience. Jalen Suggs really starting to come on for this team was great. As far as Washington goes, yes, I am upset that all my season-long Jordan Poole stuff is already done, right? But what I don't understand is the guy they traded for out of Golden State was a loose player, high volume, and everything was his. That isn't the player that he is in Washington. I, look, I'm not saying that he's playing buttoned-up to basketball, but he is clearly behind Kyle Kuzma in the pecking order here. Poole looks rhythmless and out of sorts, and I just... It is odd to me because it seemed like everybody was understanding that the future of Washington to some degree was going to be, hey, can we get Jordan Poole to be a top 40 player in this league? He looks atrocious and with one of the worst contracts in the sport all of a sudden. It's the worst contract in the sport. I think here's the thing I was thinking about with Jordan Poole. I think that an issue with him is I think he's a rhythm guy. He needs the ball in his hands. Playing in a backcourt with Tyus Jones, who is a pass-first point guard, I think he may need the ball in his hands more. Now, listen, the team's a train wreck. They're, they're, they're awful. They're awful. And we, I went under the team total, but I didn't think he was this bad. Like, you thought, you know, oh, it was a fluke. He was bad in the playoffs. Well, right. This is just something, and he, the thing is, Kevin, he looks disinterested. Like, oh, that's yeah. That's the part. You saw one time fighting with teammates in, in Brooklyn. It's, it's You it's go from... He was playing winning basketball in Golden State, mm -hmm. and 20-some-odd games a year, he got to be the man. And it was still winning basketball relative to – now he's playing losing – he gets less volume on this awful basketball team than he did when he was in Golden State. And it's odd because the preseason lied to us. In the preseason, it looked like it was going to be the pool show, mm -hmm. pool party. Had a 40-point game at New York. That's why we jumped on that. Correct. that. And he can't even flirt with that volume. Very, very interesting. Speaking of New York, let's get to Knicks Raptors here. Fascinating game. Uh, when, when you try and evaluate these two teams, it's a light line in favor of Toronto here. Total at 217. Who do you like in this spot? Under. Okay. Under. I think the under is a play when you look at it. Both teams are bottom 10 in effective field goal shooting percentage. Both teams are bottom 10 in pace. New York's on a back-to-back, -back, yeah. which they had to push themselves a little bit more than they thought against Detroit. And the Knicks are number one in defensive rebounding and 10th in turnover percentage. So that means they're not going to give up second shots. They're not going to give up fast breaks. Plus, these two teams hate each other with this lawsuit. I'm going under. It was 217 and a half. It got down to 217. I still think this game goes under. <laughs> The Raptors are always going to be interesting because they have very tradable, desirable players in Siakam and OG Ananobi. I, anybody who – hey, do you, someone the other day was talking to me, hey, you think the Pacers can get involved with those guys? I'm hearing rumors. No, I don't believe the Raptors are ever going to actually move on from these guys, but their record right now has them flirting with 500. Messiah Jury is not going to do a fire sale if they're around that mark, but if they lose a game like this, right, these, these coin flip games and they start to bottom out – Maybe his hand gets forced a little bit. All right, let's keep moving along here. We look at this slate. We go out to the Western Conference here. Been an interesting season out West. Interesting spot, though. These are the two teams that I bet to win the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Dallas, uh, that looks okay. No Luka tonight. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I, listen, we all knew they were injured coming into the year. What's played out with the Grizzlies has been maybe the biggest stunning uh, item to start this NBA season. Big, again, this is a Luka list Dallas right. Mavericks laying seven tonight to the Grizz. And I think the issue is when you talk about the Grizzlies, it's not so much the loss of Jamal Moran, but it's it's Steven Adams, it's Brandon Clark, it's Ty Jones. It's, it's the ancillary bench guys, yeah. depth guys, because they don't have the depth now to compete. But when I look at this game, I got to go to the guy that's supposed to be the man and getting paid like the man. I'm not talking about Desmond Bean. Talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. Rebounding prop is at six and a half. Hit in three of the last five games. Mavs are 26th in the NBA in rebounding differential. So they give up a ton of boards. Yep. And they're 29th in rebounding percentage. The guy who should be a double-double guy at night is getting you 6.1 rebounds a game. Yo, rebound the ball, bro! I'm, and I think he does it tonight. Over six and a half, Jerry Jackson Jr. 
as much as I'd love to get stuck on this game, I want to make sure we kind of push forward here to the Spurs Pels game because I know you have a pick. Mm. I'm, I'm on this game. Oh, by the way, I played Kyrie under uh, 45 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. The idea is, oh, no, Luca, huge numbers. But they've elevated these numbers a little bit too high now. Mm -hmm. Missed this in three out of four last year when Luka was out and Kyrie was in with Dallas. He's only hit this twice all season long. Again, I know those are with Luka numbers, but it's not like he's around these props as is. Way too inflated here. And I played the over in this game because Zion, or excuse me, Wembenyama's out, and he is their best defender despite being a rookie. And they already are terrible at defense with Wemby in. I know it's 237, but it's Wemby's first missed game. Books don't know, hey, what do we do when Wemby's out? They're going to find out. You add about 10 points to a total, I think. Well, and here's the amazing thing, because who's Wemby probably going to guard? Zion. I'm going Zion over 24 and a half points. Yeah. Now, listen, he's started slow, Kevin. One of the first nine games. Yeah. But he has hit this number six straight, and you said it best. Plenty of points, no defense. The only concern you get with a game like this yeah. is if it's so much of a blowout, right, he yeah. doesn't get fourth quarter minutes. Honestly, I don't even think it matters. CJ McCollum's back, slowly back into the fold. I think Herb Jones, I'm not Herbert Jones, uh, Trey Murphy third's coming back soon. I don't think it's tonight. He comes back next game. Yeah, I do like Zion to go over in this game. I mean, look, the Pels team total is... 125 and a half. Let me get 140. I mean, well, but look, if they're going to get to 120, right, which they've done this year six times, by the way, in those six games, five of them played over this 237 number. If they're going to have a monster game, someone's going to have to do the scoring. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Let's stick with this uh, notion of the Spurs and bring up the rookie of the year odds. So this is something that you and I talked a lot about over the summer when we were doing BATR was Wemby versus Scoot, the Thompsons, and Chet. And Scoot got injured right away, never even in the mix. Asore has been incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, the double-doubles, I mean, it's, it's outrageous. But it's not enough. Amen doesn't have anywhere near it. And it, it, look, the Rockets are actually com competent, so he doesn't have enough, you know, breathing room there. Mm -hmm. So very quickly, it became clear it was going to be between Chet and Wemby. Wemby's amazing, but Chet has the cheat code which is getting a redshirt year. And we've seen that play out plenty of times in NBA history, and it's now reflected in the market. Yeah, it's happened three times. And here's the thing. If you look at a team like Oklahoma City, right, who was good last year, double, almost doubled their win total, and now is playing really good basketball, lost that close game to, to uh, their last game. Minnesota uh, game? Minnesota game, yep. Yeah, yeah. So now you look at the fact that he's playing well, He's turned a corner, and they're at the top of the Western Conference. That is going to put it on Chet. I think Chet is, is starting to become that legit number two score behind SGA between the rebounds, the assists, the threes. I like his play so far. Look, first of all, right to your point, they, they have three wins, the Spurs. They have three, they have three wins. The Spurs are atrocious. So forget it. No matter what, no matter what OKC was flirting with, right? Chet was always going to be on a better basketball team. But you and I were a little differing in terms of the Spurs or the Thunder preseason win total. And the reason why it looks like you'll be right instead of because I thought under is he's a freaking all star. He's unbelievable. He's an all star, Chet. Yes. SGA is SGA. We know that, right? He'll be in the MVP conversation. But Chet coming in and being near all-star caliber right away, that's the swing that makes him right now a rightful favorite for rookie of the year. I would say this. If he was without SGA, this guy would be getting 22 to 24 points a night. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. He is him. You worry about the weight, but they've protected him well defensively. He's, He's been fantastic. He's fine. He's been playing like this his, his whole life. Uh, we're coming up against the break. You and I are going to do a little bit more in hour number two, getting to some of the college items tonight, which are really, really fun. We're opening Big Ten play as well, so I know you're excited uh, for that. We'll close out with an hour one best bet next right here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. Back with you right here on Sports Grid. It's game time decisions on a Friday night. We're going up until 8 o'clock tonight here with you on the grid, which will take it right into in game live, who's of course going to have a great coverage for tonight's Pac 12 championship game between Oregon and Washington. We'll talk more about that uh, in our upcoming segments here. Joe Lisi will be jumping in, Dave Sharapan as well. So fun, fun breakdowns on the way. But the college basketball world submits a game of the night as well. A top five battle in Lawrence tonight. Kansas plays UConn. My best bet on the college board, best bet in this game, is Hunter Dickinson over a half-made three. This number minus 130. Dickinson has hit this in every single game except for the most recent against Eastern Illinois. You know, I love a balance back spot so we were able to get caches throughout and now coming off of a miss makes this better but it's also about the opponent here in UConn and Donovan Klingon if you look right now Hunter Dickinson is, is shooting 1.9 attempts per game from three at last year at Michigan it was 1.7 the year before that it was two so this is not some increased volume for Dickinson right but his volume would jump up when he played against Zach Eady and Purdue Donovan Klingon is the only player in college basketball that is really comparable to Zach Eady. And what that is going to do for Dickinson is draw, is allow Hunter to play on the perimeter a little bit more. And there should be some wide open triples for Hunter Dickinson. I'm playing him over a half made three in this game. His uh, attempt to make two threes is plus 400. If you want to go on climb for an alt there, don't be scared. I'm also in that game playing Donovan Klingon over seven and a half rebounds. This should be a, a game where Klingon flirts with a career high in minutes. His season high in minutes came against Indiana. He had 30. Uh, he had 30 minutes in that game. Good for nine rebounds. His rebound per minute rate would need to see him play 26 minutes tonight which I think he should, plus an up-tempo game here against Kansas could provide some more opportunities. Also on the UConn team total tonight, checking in at 73 and a half. We're going to talk to Coach James Young, get his thoughts on this battle here, as well as, speaking of Zach Eady, tonight on the road in Big Ten play against Purdue. We'll reset the card and get you a same-game parlay in less than a minute right here on Game Time Decisions. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.